What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Mr. 360, Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on social media, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Anchor as well, and we are now on Spotify. Just type in keyword TSK Show to find us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. On this episode of the TSK Show, I'm going to recap how my experience was at the home opener for the Lakers last Friday night. Tyler and I are also going to discuss our biggest surprises from the first week of the NBA season, and we also got our 24-second shot clock game, where we have 24 seconds to give a take on each topic thrown our way. To close the show, we are going to discuss the impact on the NCAA voting to start the process on altering the rules to allow college athletes to profit off of their names and likenesses. All right, let's start the show. What's going on, TP? You ready for this? I am, man. I'm, I'm excited to hear about the Lake Show. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's talk some NBA hoops. Uh, like I said in the intro, I did get to experience going to the Lakers home opener against the Utah Jazz on Friday night. And first and foremost, I got to shout out my coworker, Katie, for hooking it up with the tickets and allowing myself and good friend of the TSK show, Jacob Gonzalez, to go to the Lakers home opener. So thank you, Katie. Big hookup. Yeah, definitely. Uh, It was my first Lakers game since we went to the Lakers game to see them play the Spurs in Lonzo and Kyle Kuzma's rookie season two years ago. The tickets we had were premier level, fourth row in the section we were in, and I'd say we were about 25 rows behind the Lakers bench. That's dope. Yeah, it was, it could not have been a better, a better view. That's sick. Uh, Some celebrities that were in the house were Rihanna, OG Genesis, Flea was obviously there. Uh, I think Will Ferrell and Jonah Hill were there, but I'm not sure about that. I didn't see them. Classic. Uh, But I just another Laker game. Yeah. yeah. It's the Laker home game. Home opener, man. But the atmosphere in the building was incredible. I felt like the crowd was into it the entire game. The team started out a little slow and it was a little sloppy, but in the second half they turned it on and it was off to the races. They did win the game 95-86. to 86. Like I said, they were able to hold the Jazz to 86 points, 41% shooting, and they caused 22 turnovers by Utah. So, impressive defensive performance by the Lakers, holding a team in this NBA's day and age to 86 points and 41% shooting as a team. AD ended up, uh, Anthony Davis ended up starting the second half playing the five, which was really nice to see. And I hope he saw how much it helped the team and will be willing to do that more often when he's asked to do so. And I really credit Frank Vogel a lot for going to him at halftime and telling him, like, we need you to play the five coming out in the second half. And AD did it willingly. Yeah, I think he's got – he has to be – he's got to be willing to play some five this year. 
Yeah, uh, on defense, Anthony Davis had a total of five blocks for the game, and he was able to hold Defensive Player of the Year Rudy Gobert to only eight points, and Gobert didn't record a single block for the entire game. No, that that that's impressive, and I mean, that's the kind of thing where it's like when the shots aren't going down, which seems to be the Lakers' like Achilles' heel. It's just outside shooting. Um, when shots aren't going down, uh, defense is something that you can hang your hat on and still win games. So uh, that's what that's something that I think is a really good sign for the Lakers is that if they're going to play that kind of defense on the other end, and they got a bunch of guys um, like Avery and Danny Green, uh, they play, they're defensive-minded players, and then KCP's a defensive player, and Davis wants to be Defensive Player of the Year. I think LeBron's like an elite help side defender. Um, we know what Rondo can do on the defensive end when he comes back and plays healthy. So it's like if this team can be a defensive team, they can win some games and kind of try to figure out their identity on offense, which is you know, Ant and LeBron are going to get doubled. So you got to shoot, you got to shoot those open shots, and you got to hit them. Yeah, no, and in that's that's really going to be the story of the Lakers this year is the shooting, and that. They're gonna live and die by it. For you're, real. you're getting your fifty to seventy points from from LeBron and Ant. So it's like, what else, where where else is there gonna be points? And it's just gotta. It's all gonna be to like who's gonna shoot well. I think if I think if I was a rotational player on the on the team, a Quinn Cook, a Troy Daniels, a Caruso, a KCP, Avery, Danny Green, I just can see right now. It's like if I start shooting well, I'm gonna get a lot of minutes. Yeah. That's all. That's all I have to do. Like they will dismiss any sort of struggles I have on the defensive end to get any sort of like reliable shooting on the court. Yeah. So in the game against the Jazz, uh, Caruso actually started the second half after not even playing at all in the first half, and he he did really well. And he he also got some burn in in the Charlotte game on Sunday, where he also made a, a few great plays. And on Friday when I was at the game, the trio of Caruso. Avery Bradley and Danny Green in the second half were, were stellar on defense. They had a lot of active hands. They forced a lot of turnovers. Dwight Howard did well off the bench with the three big offensive rebounds and two blocks Friday night. He, he's been really active to start the season, and, and I've honestly been really impressed with how he's played. And I think a lot of Lakers Nation is right there with me. Yeah, I think Drew Dwight's in this is all like when the, the move happened, I just thought it was a match, a perfect match because – I think that there is something said when you're like you're going through turmoil in your life, which I think Dwight is, um, that you can turn to basketball and make it all better, and he needs to play good to continue his career, and the Lakers need center minutes. Uh, so it's like it's just a perfect match. Like He's got to play good or his career is coming to an end, um, and he can just focus on basketball here and he's playing well. Yeah, and he he's been getting a lot of love from from the fans. He got a love a lot of love Friday night when I was at the game. Whenever he did something good, and then Sunday night he looked he he had his best game of the season. I know it's been I, a short season, but he had sixteen points, ten rebounds, four blocks. He was perfect from the field. I mean, it'd be great because I think you know, like we said a little bit earlier, I think he'll be able to take those center minutes away from Ant Davis to where he doesn't have to play the five, and then. Eventually, it's just like if Dwight could be the guy that comes off the bench and finishes the game at the five, you know, if he can play the backup five towards the end of the first quarter into the second quarter, you know, get a rhythm going and then finish the game strong, like this could be like something 
like game changing. You know, he could be an X factor going in, in going first, down the stretch, or it could be a non factor. In the first four, three, four games, he's outplayed Javale McGee outright, and he's been finishing games. He's been getting start. Yeah. He's been getting solid minutes. He played yeah. the second most minutes off the bench Sunday night uh, behind Quinn Cook. He played twenty three minutes off the bench. Yeah. So he's he's. Yeah. And when he's out there, he's producing. But but I think it's key that he stays the backup. Um, I think I like the idea of JaVale starting because JaVale doesn't finish the games. So that's why I think that if Dwight can be the guy that's – then you're not finishing the game with the at the five and JaVale and Dwight on the bench. You can finish the game with Dwight on the court. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, you know, you got your, his free throw was. So it's it's all, it's going to be tricky for the Lakers, but it's a, it's a good sign, you know, so far, like – the production and getting out of Dwight. Yeah, but the story of the home opener, the game that I was at, was indeed LeBron James. He scored 32 points, had 10 assists, grabbed seven rebounds. He shot 54.5% from the field, and my goodness, Tyler, I know it's his 17th year, but I was so impressed with seeing LeBron James play basketball in person for the first time in my life. Like, Yeah, that, no, I mean, I bet, because uh, you don't look any different, really. It just... As far as his like speed and and coordination and power, it just doesn't look any different. It just doesn't seem like he uses it as much as he used to. Like, yeah. I think he's smarter about how he goes about the game, and people play him differently now because he's a better shooter. But he still just looks like it's still just a huge human being out there running the game. Yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't have as assertive as a game on Sunday against the Hornets in the first half from what I saw against the Jazz, but in the second half against the Hornets and from what I saw in person against the Jazz, it showed me he can still take over any game he wants, and it was really something special to watch. And yeah. all, all day, I, I all I could think about was I'm about to go see LeBron James play in yeah. person for the yeah, first time. Yeah, because he's a generational talent. Yeah, it, it's, it was really a surreal moment for me, and I think it's pretty obvious my feelings towards LeBron James in the past, and I just want to say getting to see him live, like I've gotten to see Kobe, my favorite player of all time, the reason I fell in love with the game of basketball, like getting to see LeBron James live brought a whole new appreciation to for time. him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's always better to see it in person because then you can appreciate like the size and the speed and like the dominance. It's just like seeing a musician live. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like seeing Shaq in person. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't really get what Shaq is until you really see him. To me, it's like hockey, kind of, where it's like skating, you know, like on TV and just in movies and stuff. It just, like, looks like skating, skating, but then you see, like, these pros do it. It's, like, crazy. Yeah. You know, you get a different appreciation for it when you see it up close with your own eyes. Yeah. So, and I think it's easier to, like, put yourself in the situation. Like, what would I look like running on that court with those guys? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> how, how different it really is, you know? Because yeah. it's, like, you can't really judge it until you see, like, from a TV screen. It's just not – doesn't do it justice. Yeah, and it's, like, I've, like, no matter, like, what I've said about LeBron James in the past, it's, like, I've always appreciated what he means to basketball. And I've always said he's the greatest athlete of all time, in my opinion. I think he could be a Hall of Fame tight end tomorrow, all of that type of stuff. I just never rooted for him, really. I wasn't – I was I was really a – LeBron detractor for a while 
but seeing him in person, I'm I'm way past that now. And yeah. I, I got an Anthony Davis jersey at the game. I'm rocking it right now. But I wanted to get the white Anthony Davis jersey real quick just to talk about that for a second. But they didn't have any, so I, I settled with the gold one. But the next jersey I'm definitely getting is a LeBron James Lakers jersey. Yeah, you got to get the black one. The black one's the best. The it's, black one would be lit. I think the black one's like that going to be the, the one that's like... I think they're that. going with the, the Hollywood Knights. No, with I the think pinstripes. No, I think they're going with the old school blue. Yeah, this no, year. yeah, yeah. So I might try and go get that one. That one's gonna be, you know, that would, I mean, just coming from growing up in that era when Kobe and Shaq rocked it that one year, it's like. Well, I had a when I was little. I don't have it anymore, unfortunately. The, the Jerry I had West. A, I had the Jerry West blue yeah, jersey. I got the Jerry West. Yeah, it's it's a good one. But yeah, so it's I wanted to put it on the record of my thoughts on LeBron now that I've seen him play yeah. in person. That's good. Since uh since I've had so many thoughts over the years of Yeah on LeBron James's career. Yeah. And no. Seeing someone in real life will change everything. It, yeah, man, it's it was surreal. It really was. It's I'm still taking Kobe. <laughs> but Yeah. Well, it's a different day now. So, yeah. we're past that that discussion. Yeah, but, all right, uh, the Lakers are playing right now. It is halftime. Uh, Anthony Davis had a pretty strong uh, put-back finish to beat the buzzer. But it is, uh, oh, halftime is over now. Memphis is actually beating the Lakers right now, 58-57, to 57, with a little over eight minutes to go in the third quarter. But let's move on. The first week of basketball has come and gone. It's great to have the NBA season back. But, Tyler, I wanted to know, what were uh, some of your biggest surprises from the first week of the NBA season? Oh, man. Um, well, it's uh, – I mean, I think the biggest the biggest one was, like, just the Pelicans, kind of all the – everything that's going on with the Pelicans, like not getting dub yet, not having Zion. Um because I, I was like so hyped for them, and I've been paying attention. I've also been paying attention to the Hawks, um, but they've kind of been, you know, who who I thought they were. But definitely the Clippers. I mean, the Clippers just like that. I mean that. I think that first win was like kind of the talk of the first week, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we do live in LA, but still, like the Clippers just coming out and being dominant and looking like a stud team. Um, they're going to be nasty. Yeah, no, I mean, the Clippers, they're, they're a dominant team when they want to be. But they did lose to the Phoenix Suns yeah, without Ricky yeah, Rubio, yeah, without funny. DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. So it's it's pretty interesting. And Phoenix is at 500. Yeah. So well, that's... Now nah, Phoenix ain't, ain't doing shit, though. We'll see. I mean, we'll see if they can keep it going. It, 500... In this competitive West, yeah, if you uh, can stay at five hundred, and who knows? Yeah, no, nah, I'm trying to think of like another surprise, but it's kind of been, you know. Well, I, I got a few things. Par, it's I, kind I of by, it's kind of been to par, you know, for the most part. Well, go, going back to New Orleans, Brandon Ingram has been killing it in Zion Williamson's absence. He's averaging twenty-seven point three points per game, nine and a half rebounds, four point eight 
assists per game. See, that's the step that he needed to take. Yeah, uh, he's shooting. But this step hasn't been taken yet. It's a good start. But he's shooting 50% from the field, 50% from three-point. That's what That's what you always wanted out of him. Okay. Next on the list, I got Jimmy Butler making his debut tonight in a win for the Miami Heat. Oh, uh, uh, yep. After a three-game absence uh, after the birth of his daughter. Yep. So uh, he Watch made that game. game. Yeah. Killing it as yeah. per use. I guess I guess the Kyrie thing is like another. I don't know if you got that one on there, but I have, I was gonna bring that up uh, in the. Uh, but he's like a, he's game. been a surprise. Like his just whole craziness. Yeah, no, he's been killing it in Brooklyn. Yep. The next thing I got the Warriors obviously off to a slow start. Yeah, and that's a good one. That's pretty get, surprising. They were able to get their first win against the winless uh, Zionless Pelicans. But the Warriors, they're one and two. Steph is shooting twenty-seven percent from three point to start the season. Yeah, no, they got a lot going on. They're uh, they're the bully that's kind of been like everybody grew up around them. So uh, <laughs> did you we'll see, see? We'll see how they we'll see how they face this adversity. Did you see the the quote, the back and forth that Pat Beverly and Steph Curry had. Yeah, what are you like, thirty-one? Yeah. Or, or aren't you like thirty-one? Pat Beverly said that the Warriors had their time the last five years. The the Clippers got the next five, and Steph Curry just kind of scoffed at it and was like, "Aren't you thirty-one years old, bro?" So that yeah, that was that's pretty stupid. Pre- nah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good, by old uh, Chef Curry. Yeah. Um, he may not be shooting well, but he's still got something in the. Clippers. And I just think that they'll like get coached out of it. And they'll they'll get out of this to where they'll be back in a winning basketball. Him team. and D'Angelo are still figuring out how to play with each other. And it's like those first couple of games when D'Angelo goes off, that's when like Steph can really figure out what to do. You know, it's not it's not just on D'Angelo, it's Steph uh, as well. Like it's it's most important. Like it's easy to tell when someone's off and you want to take over, or you're just going to take your shots naturally. So if you go, you go, but. It's important for him to know what happens when is playing really well. Yeah. Because I think that's the harder adjustment. Yeah. Then the next thing I got on the list, Russell <coughs> Russell Westbrook passing Magic Johnson on the all-time triple-doubles list yeah. in a win against the Pelicans. Honestly thought this had already happened. <laughs> well, Russell now has 139 triple-doubles for his career. And is 42 behind Oscar Robertson, who holds the record with 181 triple doubles. Just shows you how crazy Magic was, because like Russ has been doing like averaging it for like three years, right? Three years in a row. Okay, so crazy. First of all, never been done. Yeah. And so, and and he's just now passing like Magic, and I know how like rare they came back in the day. So it just shows you how dominant Magic was in his in the 80s. You know how many of those. Triple doubles in the 80s he got when no one was doing that. Yeah, well, two games in a row, Russell Westbrook had milestones achieved. In the win over his former team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, he moved into 20th all-time in assists. So Russell now has a total of 6,918 assists for his career. Yeah, which <clears throat> which is, he's off to a real good start. Because once you get over like 7,000, it's like the list is really small. Well, <clears throat> jeez. I mean, number number like numbers one, two, and three. I think one, two, three, four. Mark Jackson, J. Kidd, Nash, and, and Stockton. Those are way like those are way up there. 
Those and are I think I think Magic's at like ten. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think Magic's at like ten because he like he, he retired on top uh, at the time, and then John Stockton broke his record, and then I'm pretty sure Jay Kidd and Nash both passed. passed him. Yeah, but, but Mark Mark Jackson actually I think might have surpassed Magic as well. Yeah, some some notable names that Russell Westbrook will probably pass in the near future are Bob Cousy at 19, Rajon Rondo at 18, Tony Parker at 17, and Tim Hardaway Sr. at 17. And Tim Hardaway Sr. is the only one of those with uh, 7,000-plus. Yeah, so I bet you there's less than a dozen people with 7,000 assists. So Russie's going to be up there in uh, career points, rebounds and assist I think definitely it's, if he continues it's gonna this be, pace it's gonna be cool to see where Russ and Braun end up as far as like the I think they're both they're both like gonna be knocking on the door at top 10 in all three yeah so alright let's uh let's move on we got the 24 second shot clock game if uh you wanna get a clock oh yeah ready. let's do it so I got three for you you got any? I don't. Okay. Okay, hold on. Uh, all right. All right. So, the 24-second shot clock game. I got three topics for Tyler. He's going to have 24 seconds to give his take. Number one, the top four scorers in the NBA right now are all averaging 30-plus points a game after the first week in the season. We got Kyrie Irving averaging 37.7 points per game. Trey Young averaging 34 points per game. Cat at 32 points per game. And Damian Lillard at 30.8 points per game. Who is your early favorite for the scoring title? Uh, this is a uh, uh, this is a good one. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's going to be any of those guys. It might not be. Yeah. Uh, Devin Booker is the guy that I think that always has a shot at it. Um, and then Lillard's probably the most likely, but I'm going with my boy Trey Young. Okay. I think Trey Young, I think if he steps in as a sophomore and 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 leads the league, that's as good of a two-year start as any. Okay. All right, number two, you already kind of mentioned it. There are already reports of Kyrie having some mood swings around the Nets, and uh, and people around the team are concerned. Is it a big deal that a week into the season we are already getting these kinds of reports? Um, no, because I don't think his teammates care. I think his teammates kind of know who what he's doing, and he kind of does his own thing. And he's like a superstar, kind of in like a different little bubble than the rest of the squad. But at the same time, like close to those guys, like you, probably, you know, I'm sure Kyrie's cool with all those dudes. So I don't think it's going to hurt the team any. I think it's just Kyrie. It's kind of a, it's his Kanye type of shit. Kind shot. of a goofy dude. It's a, yeah, it's just who he is. It's not it's not surprising at all, and I don't think it's detrimental to the team. Okay. Unless I mean, in the sense where like if it's detrimental to him, it could be to the team. But I don't think it's to that point yet. Okay. All right. Last one for you. The Raptors. They have yet to experience the championship hangover. They're 3-1. and one. They're second in the East with players like Marcus All, Serge Ibaka, and Pascal Siakam leading the way on defense. The Toronto Raptors lead the league in opponents' field goal percentage 
holding other teams to an average of 37.3% shooting from the field. How confident are you in the Raptors using their defense to stay afloat in the East? Uh, very confident because they have enough talent to get in, you know, a top five seed in the East. The East is the East. It's not that. It's not that scary. We know who's at the top, and then there's like four or five open spots. Okay. So I mean, I think that they're gonna, they're going to be there. They're for sure going to make the playoffs. Um, they're not going to be a threat though in the playoffs. Okay. They might win a series though. Siakam's nice though. That's a good. That was a good piece to go with. I think. Yeah. All right. That uh that wraps up the NBA talk for this episode. But I wanted to discuss the news of the NCAA voting to start the process on changing the rules to allow student athletes to profit off of their names, images, and likeness. This comes on the heels of California passing SB 206, which prohibits the NCAA from barring a university from competition if its student athletes are compensated for the use of their name, likeness, or image beginning in 2023. <clears throat> the new law allows student athletes to sign endorsement deals with major companies. It could also open up smaller opportunities that were previously prohibited such as paid youth coaching positions. SB 206 would still forbid schools from directly paying student athletes, but for example, student athletes could monetize their social media or YouTube page. So the school couldn't pay them directly, but they could monetize. They allow them other to ways. they allow them to make money for being an athlete. Right. So the NCAA voting to start the process on changing the rules uh, in a statement, they did say that they would not be following the California model and that they're still figuring out a way to to get the right solution, basically. They hope that they will be able to vote on a solution by the end of 2020 so that a new system could be implemented by January of 2021. So that would be before the California law goes into place, which I guess is kind of good, but I think it's the NCAA kind of covering their tracks, basically saying oh, we're doing it before California, even though California did it first. Yeah. Uh, but overall, what do you make of the decision by the NCAA to move forward with figuring out a way to get players to earn more compensa compensation? Huge. It's the biggest <clears throat> step they've ever taken. So it's uh, it's going to lead to a whole bunch of things. I think the first thing is the NBA draft age rule is going to be gone by 2023. I don't think there's any way that the first year that that rule comes in that there's a draft age rule. So we'll get to see kids, like, if you're ready to play, you get to play, um, which I think is great for the game. I think that's how it should be, especially with the minor league developed and things like the G League. I think it's even, even more safe. And I think that college basketball is still going to be an attractive deal. Um, I think what it's basically going to turn into is like the kids graduating high school is like the draft class and then there's a couple college kids mixed in. You know, whereas you used to be all college kids with some high schoolers mixed in. I think now it's going to be a, a, a good chunk, maybe even half the draft being like straight out of high school guys um, because you're going to make so much money now. Uh, this is like, this is big time. Um, all these kids are going to be able to make clothing brands. Like you said, social media will be popping off. Um, video games, jerseys, you know, like you, you'll be like, we'll be getting Sierra Canyon, Bron, yeah. Bronny jerseys. They're already selling Sierra Canyon stuff on East Bay. But 
yeah, and so now it's gonna now you'll be able to have their last names on the back. Um, the video game, like I said, like I think of my my main angle and perspective is from a consumer, and then my second typically is like from thinking about the athletes. Like I just automatically think of all the cool shit that I'll be able to like consume, and those players will be able to get paid for it, uh, which is like a huge a huge step. Like the colleges. Like I always said, I just knew college athletes should be paid. I never, but I never knew how to do it. And I, but I did. And so like not having the colleges do it, I think is the best way. And just allowing these guys to go make money elsewhere. Do you, do you have faith in the NCAA that they're going to figure this out? Because I'm not really sure if I have a lot of faith in the NCAA getting this right, because I feel like the NCAA at the end of the day is going to look out for their best interest. Well, it's going to be, you're going to have even more of this whole, you know, Shaq, when Shaq get paid, the Lakers, now Shaq got paid at LSU. Yeah. Like, there's going to be even more of that kind of shit, you know what I mean? The Reggie Bush type stuff. But that's, I mean, that's always been the NCAA. It's a corrupt ass thing, to, you know, to begin with. But um, it could change the game. Like, it could change a game in a way that we can't really think of yet because it's just not an option. But I think the big thing as far as basketball goes is the age. So it's like college will be purely a decision. And I think that, you know, I think that ultimately is going to be better for college basketball. And it's going to be right there with the G League as far as exposure. Well, you probably even get more exposure than the G League, but it'll be right there with, you know, NCAA college, overseas, high school kids, G League guys. That's, That's where NBA players are pulling all their picks. Yeah. So, I mean, I think... But, you know, and it's football, it's like, it's even, it's way better because uh, college football players make a lot of, like, college football makes a lot of fucking money. America's favorite sport is football. And a lot of people don't like the NFL. I mean, a lot of, there's a ton of people out there that like college football over um, NFL. I think there's a couple of reasons. One, there's a ton of people that go to college that don't play football, so yeah. they have a tie to a university. Right, you're always going to root for your university. Yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Whether you're fo- like, you're always going to pay attention so it's to like, what they're doing. It, so it's just like Joe Schmo that went to Stanford is going to like Stanford and doesn't like wasn't like a football fan. He might fall in love with college football, and never going to have an interest in the NFL because it's not that tie. Right. So. Uh, they make a ton. They're they're going to be able. And football is such a small window to be played that they're going to be able to make some money during that small window and get paid as an insurance. It's like if you blow your knee at 22, 23, 24, you're fucked. Like this is at least going to get you paid. You know, to where you have some sort of backup plan to football. Right. You'll be able to make a name for yourself and people. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, some most stars in college football they make themselves household names in college and they and the ncaa's just got to realize that their day i think their days their best days are behind them yeah i think money wise so you just got to adapt and make the most of what you got and i think that accepting nba players you know like letting kids go try out in the draft and accepting back you should be accepting as many kids as you possibly can like if they're enrolled in school who cares what they've done if they've got four years of eligibility in the ncaa and they're enrolled in class let them play whether they've tried out the draft, whether they've gotten paid, you know, through like branding and clothes, whether or not they've like done, you know, whatever, you should accept them if they haven't played. 
call it sports because that's your product. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So, all right, I think I think it's it speaks for itself. I think this is a good step. It's the, the big, it's the biggest step ever. Yeah, uh, to date, I no think. doubt. So, all right, uh, we got a. This is a, a quick one for you, but uh, you got a shout out for this episode, TP. Um, no, man, I'm I'm excited to see where all I'm I'm psyched about this NCA stuff now. I'm excited <laughs> to see where that, that all goes. Yeah, well, I got I got two shout outs. One, I'm shouting out the goat Tiger Woods for tying the record for most PGA Tour wins all time. He tied Sam Snead after winning his 82nd PGA Tour event this weekend. It's so. just such a that's just such a like a it's like a participation medal, man. No, it's like bittersweet. I think. He's listen, man. He's he was back. supposed to have the majors record. Well, and he's think, still gonna get I, it. I, think I that, still I think, think he's gonna get it. No, and he might, but at this point in his career, again, that wins record. It's like I think it's even that was supposed. To, that wasn't even a fucking question. No, but I think know? it's even doper now that he's doing it after everything he's gone through. It's just um, I just don't think it's like something that's on the mantle. All right. Well, I don't think. It, he but, was pretty stoked about it. No, nah, I'm sure he is, and it's a big accomplishment, but this is Tiger Woods. Like, I just think it's like a set. It's like, damn, you know, like this is what we're celebrating, and we should be like, I should have. It's the all-time record. I, yeah, but he should have done it 10 years ago. Well, okay. That's that's a whole different story. But anyway, my second shout-out is to my alma mater, CSUN. They've agreed to host two Sierra Canyon High School varsity basketball games. Yes. This season to accommodate the large expected crowds at Sierra Canyon this season with Ronnie James and Zaire Wade both on the team. The games will be December 4th against Santa Clarita Christian and January 23rd against Windward, which, depending on how the season turns out, could be the deciding game for the league championship in the Gold Coast League here in Sierra How hard California. is it to get into those games? Probably going to be expensive. But, like... How hard would it be to get in? We could probably get in if we got there early enough. So what, you just got to watch like the JV and the C team play before? I don't think the JV team in the travels. I, no, so they I just try, it's just like I the event. It's, be it's the a one pony show. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think the varsity yeah. and the Froshloff and the freshmen are playing back at Sierra Canyon yeah. that night. Yeah. And it's just the varsity at CSUN. That's crazy. Yeah. We could definitely try and go if you're if you're seeing. I, I mean, I would love to see it. I wanted to go to a, uh, I wanted to go to a fucking Chino Hills game that year that Lamelo got pulled from high school ball. But oh yeah, didn't get that one either. But yeah, no, CSUN's gym sits probably at least three to five thousand people. Yeah, no, it's gonna and be it's gonna be packed. packed. Yeah. But all right, with that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK Show. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on social media, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Anchor as well, and we are now on Spotify. Just type in keyword TSK Show to find us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you decide to listen to the TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.